Getting a new car is awesome, but the process, mm, not so much. That's why I created iDrive SoCal. I partner with transparent car dealers that I know and trust. So when you hear my podcasts, watch my videos, or read my articles, you can go directly to the source and feel comfortable buying or just shopping. Yes, the best deals and selection and customer service, of course, but the experience, pressure-free, enjoyable, and transparent, as it should be. Just tell them Tom from iDriveSoCal sent you, or email me for a personal introduction. Tom at iDriveSoCal.com. Now, on with the podcast. Welcome to iDrive SoCal, the podcast all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States, Southern California. Tom Smith here, and this one is a little bit different. We're covering the question, what is the best Volkswagen SUV? So the best is really open to interpretation. And I have my own opinion, which I'll share with you in in a minute, because there's also what's the best selling Volkswagen SUV. But the question is really, what's the best for you, right? I'm happy to share my opinion with you, but what is my opinion of what the best is might not be the best for for you and your situation. So in this piece, we're going to go through how to figure out what's going to be best for you. And it's a completely unique scenario. It's a unique equation for everyone. But there's some universal, broad questions that we can ask ourselves, and those will help us determine what's going to be best. So before I get too far, my thanks as always to my good friends at Ontario Volkswagen. For all of your VW needs, that is the place to go to led by my good friend, Mr. Earl Reed, who is the general manager. And he's got an awesome team of guys and girls at Ontario Volkswagen. And the thing that I love about Ontario VW is the whole staff, service, sales, everybody, even the parts people, everybody loves and drives the brand. They're happy to talk with you about the brand. And I mean, rightfully so. I mean, Volkswagen is, it's always had its own niche and that niche is growing, but it's just the vibe. You go in to Ontario Volkswagen and you can tell you're in a place where they love their product. And I love that. So for all your VW needs, buying, servicing, or even just talking about it, go see my friends at Ontario Volkswagen in the Los Angeles suburb of Ontario, California. Now, on with the regularly scheduled program, and that is, what is the best Volkswagen SUV? We're going to talk about how to figure out the best for you, but as I promised, I was going to share with you what the best-selling Volkswagen SUV is, and that is the Tiguan, which kind of makes sense. The Tiguan's had the longest run. The Tiguan was also... Previously, the the Touareg was around, but the Touareg was discontinued some years ago, 
to many people's dismay. A lot of people really love the Touareg, but the Tiguan has been around the longest of the Volkswagen SUV lineup. So it kind of makes sense that that's the best selling. But at the same time, the size of the Tiguan is just right. The options of the Tiguan, but that's the best selling. So that may or may not be the best for you. I like the Tiguan a lot, for sure. There's a lot of things I love about it. But let's talk about what's best for you. And again, that's going to be a completely unique scenario for everybody. But some of the universal global questions we can ask ourselves are as follows. Is it a family car? Is it for a couple? Or is it for a single? Are you solo? Are you coupling? Are you going to be a couple in the time that you own your Volkswagen SUV? Are you growing your family in the time that you own your Volkswagen SUV? Because that's something that a lot of people don't, don't take into consideration. It's like, well, I'm committing to this vehicle for the next however many years, right? I mean, even a lease, typical lease is going to be 36 months. If you're buying it, you uh, very few people pay cash outright. But you know, if you're buying it, you're probably doing a longer term than 36 months. We're talking about a, a multi-year commitment here. You're committing to a payment. You're committing to a vehicle. Who else are you committing to? Do you have a family you're committing to? Do you have a significant other that you're committing to? Is that going to be growing or shrinking during the time that you own it? Something you want to consider. Also, who's driving the vehicle and how? We'll get into that. I have a very personal situation to share with you on that one. And also city or country driving, city or rural driving, urban areas or out on the highway. What's that situation? Also, your parking situation. Are you going EV? If you're going EV, well, that changes your parking situation at home. And we'll cover that as well. And then we're going to go into the entire Volkswagen lineup, the SUV lineup that is. And then at the very end, I will share with you, in my opinion, the best Volkswagen SUV. So back to those factors for picking your own. I like to call it the life stage, right? What life stage are you in? And again, not only with the stage that you're in right now, but as you progress through your ownership of the vehicle, whether you're buying or leasing, are you adding a significant other? Are you adding kids? Are you saying goodbye to kids as they go off to college? Also, what are your activities? What do do you like to do? Are you a weekend warrior? Are you a single weekend warrior or a family weekend warrior? And if you are a weekend warrior, what kind of weekend warrior activities are you doing? So all of these things should be considered as you're deciding what the best Volkswagen SUV is going to be for you. Another one is the who's driving and how. And I mentioned that I'm going to share a personal story on this one. And it involves my wife. I love my wife. And I can say this because I know she's not going to read the article, which by the way, if you're not listening to the podcast from idrivesocal.com, I always suggest that you do that because sometimes I, I add a little bit of detail into the podcast or the article, you might miss something. So listen from idrivesocal.com if you so have the option. If not, hey, I don't want you to be on the website if you're in the car. So feel free to listen through Spotify or whoever you want. So back to my wife and the who's driving and how. So my wife and I have been together for, let's say over a decade for sure. And in the time that we've been together, 
I've always been the car guy. Um, and she's, it's not really her thing. She appreciates heated seats and a, a good looking car. That's about as detailed as in depth of her car enthusiasm goes. She appreciates my enthusiasm and she supports my enthusiasm for cars, but, but that's about it. But the interesting thing is, and I love my wife dearly. She is a beautiful person inside and out. She's a wonderful mother. She's never been in an accident. Never. Yet somehow, strange dings and scratches and dents magically appear on our vehicles. I don't know where they come from. She doesn't know where they come from. I don't recall them previous to our getting together. And it's not just my car or her car. It's both of them. Now, me being the car guy that I am, I'm pretty attuned to anything happening to my car. And it's 100% of the time, me, the one picking, identifying the dings, scratches, and dents that magically appear on our vehicles. So it's truly a mystery where these dings, scratches, and dents have come from ever since we've gotten together. I have no idea. Either does she. But the interesting thing is the bigger the car we get, the more dings, scratches, and dents wind up on the vehicles. It is strange. It's very strange. So with that in mind, the who's driving and how thing, my wife, you know, when picking a Volkswagen SUV for her, we're going to go a little bit smaller. That way we wind up with less mystery dings, dents, and scratches. That's my wife. Maybe your situation is completely different. I'm, I'm sure it is. But those are some things to factor in. Big enough Volkswagen SUV to haul the family, but but not so big that she's uncomfortable driving. And, and, and she's admitted that she doesn't like driving bigger vehicles. So, okay, fine. She's the primary driver. Whatever she's going to be primarily driving will be the smaller of our vehicles. I'm down with that. I like bigger vehicles by, myself, but again, any job is easy with the right tool. For my wife, that's a smaller vehicle. For me, it depends on what I'm doing. It depends on what the job is at hand. So that brings me to highway or city driving or country or urban driving. You know, what is the best SUV in the Volkswagen lineup for that type of driving? Well, again, that answer is going to be a little bit different from everybody. When we're talking about this category, I tend to break it down into a few different subcategories because when you think driving in highway or city, you automatically think fuel economy, right? And fuel economy is certainly a piece of the puzzle, but I wouldn't put it at the top of, of this particular category because everything's getting good fuel economy these days. And if you're going EV, well, you know, then you're getting good fuel economy equivalent. And then there's also the amount of time that you're spending in the vehicle. And that, that's a factor as well. But both of those things come to what I feel is most important, and that is the driver's comfort. Passenger's comfort, yes, as well, but really the driver's comfort. And I, I kind of skipped over something I need to back up on. The who's driving and how, as well as what you're using the vehicle for, you know, I mentioned weekend warrior. What, what about if you're not a weekend warrior, but, but you got to haul clients around? Or during the term, you're a young rookie in a sales department. You're not dealing with clients yet, but you're going to be dealing with clients. That's another in, important factor. And that leads to the comfort thing. But that is the passenger comfort more than what I'm, the nail that I'm hitting on the head right now is, is the driver's comfort. 
So especially in Southern California, we're in our cars for a long time, typically. Even if you work from home, you got to get in the car and go across town for something. It can be nutty. I mean, can really wear on your nerves. So the driver's comfort is really important. And that's one of the things that I really want to stress. It all is connected, right? It goes back to my wife's situation. She's not that comfortable in a bigger vehicle. The bigger vehicle that I put her in, um, she admits that she's less comfortable. And magically, the ding scratches and dents. That issue just, (laughs) Uh, I love my wife. So at any rate, moving on. The next issue is parking. You want to think about parking. Now, with EVs especially, because the idea of EVs is to blow by gas stations, right? Unless you're on a road trip, then you're going to need to charge up somewhere unless you're covering your range exactly. But the idea of EVs is to charge at home. And you don't want to be charging at home in the same outlet that you're plugging in your electric razor or your hairdryer into. You can do that, but it's going to take a long time to charge. You want to have a level two charger. And those level two chargers need to be installed by professionals. They're not a lot of money. And you want that because it's going to charge your vehicle a heck of a lot faster than the same outlet that you would plug your hairdryer into. So that is a factor for any homeowner. But if you're renting, that's even more of a factor, right? Because it's like, okay, so is my landlord going to pay for the charger? And is he going to approve me paying for it and installing it? And then when I leave, am I going to bring it with me? I mean, that, that can become a whole hairdo. And that's if you're renting a single family home. If you're in a multifamily complex, then that's a whole nother equation. Maybe the multifamily complex already has them there, but then again, you're going to be sharing with other people. So The whole EV thing gives you a whole different dimension of charging when it comes to parking. Now, the other universal thing for parking is this is a vehicle fit. And it sounds silly, but cars are bigger these days across the board. So you want to make sure that your vehicle is going to fit lengthwise is a real big one. It's nipped me in the butt before. You want to make sure the vehicle fits lengthwise with your garage door closed, right? I got a vehicle right now that doesn't go in my garage very often because there's like an inch to go between the bumper and the garage door when the garage door is shut. And and obviously it's a surgical procedure to get that vehicle in the garage. So that's why it's never, never really in the garage. Did I measure it before I bought it? Of course not. Why would I do that? It's a car. It's a garage. Cars go in the garage. Why do I got to measure it? Well, lesson learned. Obviously, the width as well, but, you know, hey, you can shuffle around stuff in your garage to make the width fit more likely than not. The other dimension that you really want to factor in is the height. This has gotten me as well, where I brought a car home and the garage door, and luckily the garage doors are adjustable, but the garage door didn't quite open up enough to pull the new SUV in. So, the, the length and the height are the two areas that you really want to look into. And then also, if it is uh, obviously an EV, that, that's a real key sticking factor as well. So we've gone a little long in this one, but I'm going to run through the Volkswagen Sport Utility Vehicle lineup real quick. You have subcompact through midsize, and that starts with the subcompact is the Taos. That's a newer one. It comes in front-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. 
all-wheel drive in the Volkswagen world is called 4Motion, and it comes with a four-cylinder engine. Then there's the Tiguan. That's a compact. The Tiguan comes as a compact, optional third row of seating. That's a good one. That, that opens up that not all compact SUVs have optional third row seatings. Volkswagen Tiguan does. And that's one of the reasons that Volkswagen Tiguan is the number one selling Volkswagen SUV in their lineup. So that has front wheel drive standard or all wheel drive slash four motion optional. And then also is a four cylinder vehicle. Then you have the ID4, which is all electric compact. It's rear wheel drive with one motor or all wheel drive with two motors. The next step up size-wise, but back to internal fuel combustion, is the Volkswagen Atlas Crossport. Now, the Atlas Crossport is a midsize two-row SUV. It's front-wheel drive standard, all-wheel drive standard, depending on the trim, four cylinders or six cylinders. And incidentally, the Atlas Crossport is a really good-looking vehicle. I really like the, the look of the Tiguan as well, but the Atlas Crossboard is a really, really good looking vehicle. And then the biggest Volkswagen SUV is called just the Atlas. So it's easy to confuse the Atlas and the Atlas Crossboard. The Atlas Crossboard is actually just a little bit smaller than the Atlas. The Atlas is a midsize as well, but it's a three row SUV. And that third row is functional. Me at 510, I can get into a third row of an Atlas and I don't want to do a road trip back there, but I can go across town, no problem. And that vehicle is front wheel drive or all wheel drive, depending on the trim you go with, standard or optional. And then also four cylinders or six cylinders. My favorite Volkswagen SUV is the Atlas. The best looking is the Atlas Crossport. The roofline slopes down a little bit and doesn't have that third row. The Atlas Crossboard is a good-looking car. Oh, man, it's a good-looking good looking SUV, good-looking truck. But my favorite overall is the Atlas. I love the functionality of having that third row, and it's still a darn good-looking vehicle. So my thanks, as always, for tuning in. My thanks to our good friends at Ontario Volkswagen for all of your Volkswagen needs. That's the spot to go to. For iDrive SoCal, I'm Tom Smith. I'll talk to you again real soon. Howdy. Still here, huh? That's cool, but this one's pretty much done. But we have tons of additional content at our website, idrivesocal.com. If you're not listening from there already, you should definitely check it out. From there, you can subscribe to our newsletter, the podcast, or leave a note. And I'd love to hear from you too. Here's my email, tom at idrivesocal.com. That's tom, T-O-M, at idrive, the letter I, drive like drive a car, socal like southerncalifornia.com. Tom at idrivesocal.com. Thanks again for listening and please reach out with whatever's on your mind.